Rhea, and this is Was That Good For You, a podcast all about sex and relationships. We cover everything from long-distance dating to interracial dating to kinks and everything in between. Today's topic, well, I guess I'm not really doing topics right now with quarantine. I'm just kind of having conversations. And today's guest is a good friend and a longtime friend of mine, Morgan. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Remind me again where you're originally from, because I know you live in LA, but where did you move here from? Yeah, I originally moved here from North Carolina. Um, I've been in LA for about six years now. Got it. Okay. I feel like six years because I've been here about the same amount of time and I'm like just now starting to feel like, oh, this is my city. You know what I mean? Like I feel like it takes a while to get situated. (laughs) It does. It does. And it's funny now because when I go back home, I feel like that's not even my home anymore. I feel like way more a home in LA now. I know. Uh, You have your little like places you go, you know, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I definitely feel once I hit that even five-year mark, I was like, oh, this is home. (laughs) It's funny because I was just talking to my roommate about that, and she was like, yeah, at around the, like, three- or four-year mark, I started to cry on the plane every time I left. And she was like, that's how I knew, like, that was home. And I was like, oh, that's actually really cute. Yeah, you get, like, homesick for L.A., and it's so funny because it's like, you know, I have my cat here. I have my home. Yeah, I actually visit, you know, my old home. Um, so yeah. <laughs> LA also, I feel like has this really weird thing where you consistently, every time you leave, you feel FOMO. Like even if there's nothing specific going on, it's like, what's oh, going to happen while yeah, I'm gone? Like, what am I going to miss? Every time. And I always, without doubt, always book work when I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> People call me, they're like, can you work? And I'm like, you know, you could have worked me like last week, but yeah. every time I leave, I always try to get booked. Work. Like any other week of the year would have worked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the big question that I always ask everyone, especially right now when they come on. So are you dating right now? Are you quarantine dating? No, I am not quarantine dating at all. I think I'm going to swear off dating for a hot minute. <laughs> so do you, are you not dating because of other reasons or are you not dating because like you're trying to be safe and you just like don't feel like it's a good idea with everything going um, on or both? A little bit of both, a little bit of both. But also I just think dating for me right now is just uh, a no. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just need to swear off on dating in general for a hot minute. <laughs> But it's funny, not to not to jinx it, but I will say every time I've ever said that, I've like found like a very, very deep connection with someone. It's like the second that you like swear people of off and you're like, say you're not going to date, it's like, of course, like somebody like immediately kind of like pops up. Totally, totally. Yeah. It's always when you're like out of the mindset and you're like, oh, I'm doing good. I'm really proud of myself for being single and doing me. And then someone walks in the door. It's like, always oh. how it happens. So did you ever do like the the dating app circuit? Dude, I did the dating app circuit, let's see, about two and a half, almost, well, three years ago, technically. Yeah, three years ago. Um, Yeah, I tried Raya, Raya, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, I tried that. It just didn't work for me. I went on one date. Me and the dude are actually still friends. It was like chill. It was like a good date. But like. I don't know. I'm just not good on those things. I, maybe I'm just too awkward. I don't I'm know. not either. I, I did the same thing. I was on it like two, like a year and a half ago, I'd say, maybe two years ago. And I only, literally, I only went on one date ever from it. But it's the same thing. I feel like I met like four or five different people that I now consider friends from that app. But right. never a love match. And I don't think I know anybody who actually met. For for any listeners listening who don't know um, what Raya is, it's basically a members-only, semi-exclusive dating app 
Um, I'm not sure where it is besides like New York and LA, but it's basically like you have to be accepted and usually you have to kind of like know someone or be like in the entertainment industry in some way. It's a little bit pretentious, but if you're in LA and you're single, you've definitely been on it. Um, It's definitely pretentious. I think there's, it's in Portland because I definitely met two people in Portland. Okay. Um, So I guess all of like, like West Coast maybe. Um, yeah, so yeah, it, it, it's definitely pretentious. Like, I definitely felt like I met people on there that I was like, wow, you're very LA. For sure. <laughs> even, just, even just the profile sometimes, it's like, oh my goodness. It, it gets, it, it was a little bad. Like, I was like, I'm just trying to meet like some chill, like down to earth person. And that's definitely not that for that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Actually, Raya also made me realize, because I, when I moved to LA, I was dating someone. I feel like it's the classic, like I always wanted to move to yeah. LA and then I met someone and they kind of became like the catalyst for me to actually move. 100%. Um And then, so I kind of was a little bit of like a serial monogamist while I was here. And so I never really dated women, even though I'm pansexual, because I was always like dating the guy that I was dating. And when I got on Raya, I was open to both men and women because I'm interested in both men and women. And I realized women are just as flaky and kind of fuckboyish as men are out here. Oh, 100%. Raya taught me. 100%. 100%. Like it's, it's so funny because yeah, you don't. You don't realize that until you get on those dating apps and then you're yeah. like, no. Cause I don't know. I just, it's weird meeting someone, boy or girl, on a dating app versus meeting in person. I just don't yeah. know. It's just like a. For sure. And, and everybody including me, in big cities is flaky. So it's yeah. like getting, like finding, like, there, it has to be, like, it has to hit me in the right moment. You know what I mean? It has to be like, if somebody asks me to hang out, like 80% of the time, I'm going to say no. But like, if you hit me in the right moment and like I'm, you know, feeling cute that day and like I'm bored and I like feel like actually socializing, it's like it might work out. But like for that to happen on both people's end, like it takes a lot. It does take a lot. It does take a lot. And like I said, it's the same way with like, you know, you can be, secret of behind a computer it's like on a dating app you can like peace out and don't feel like bad about it for sure exactly <laughs> which I did a lot I will admit so I yeah I think we all do it we're like oh not feeling this bye exactly so um any particular reason why you are swearing off dating at the moment well um I am currently going through a separation okay um I just you know three years ago um, well, let's see, maybe more like four years ago, I had I actually been married twice. Okay. So my first husband, I, um, we ended it very well and we were both single and I don't know, I just, I was, um, single for like a, like two weeks and jumped right back into a relationship. Okay. I just, I'm a cancer, so. Oh, you know what? That's why I love you so much because yeah. I'm a Taurus and cancers. And <laughs> That's my example. Yeah, man, I, I, I love cancers. But it, but I, I get what you're saying. Cancers are lovers and they want to nurture and they want to protect and they want to love you. Love so I you first <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I tend to jump in relationships because I do – um, as you know, cancers, we're love bugs. We're very nurturing. So we do love relationships. We love having a companion. And that doesn't necessarily mean just a boyfriend. Like even if we have a best friend, that best friend, we're doing stuff with them all the time. Yeah. We just love having like that person who we can go to. So anyways, I divorced, met a guy. Um, we actually had a good relationship. He wasn't ready though, so it ended abruptly. So right after that, I was single, 
Okay. And honestly, I think I just should have stayed single. Okay. Um, I thought a year and a half was enough. And, you know, sometimes you, you know, get into it and you're like, oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. But I, I wasn't. And I just didn't know that. So I think swearing off dating is me saying like, Morgan, you need to learn how to be alone. So my longest relationship was about four years and I did the same thing. It's like I waited a year and a half and I'm now in a relationship. I believe it was a year and a half. Maybe it was closer to two years. Um, but yeah. either way, it's like that's the, around the time that you get the itch where you're like, okay, mm-hmm. I was single for long enough. Like I, I'm ready to yeah. find someone else now. I feel like it's always like that year and a half mark after like a very long, serious relationship where you like really get itchy to like have that like you know, special companionship again. Totally. I think it's, it's kind of like, I always compare it to like the singleness to like a diet. Like, you know, when you first start a diet, you're like so stoked on it and you're yeah. like, it's going to be great. And then you get to that point where you're like, okay, I want cake and cookies or like, yeah. and you're like, Morgan, you just need to stick through it. Because once you get that next hump, then you're like, Ooh, I'm really good by myself and you can make it three or four years but 100%. it's like yeah, you have to get past that like year and a half hunk um when you start like really being like oh I need this again for uh, sure addiction <laughs> working out is the same way it's like when I work out I work out for like two weeks straight and I'm crushing it and then it's like there, if I wake up one morning and I'm like oh like oh I don't really feel like working out today if I don't then like I'm screwed but if I power mm-hmm. through it then I'm like oh man then I'm good like I'll, I'll go every day nothing bothers me Yep. You just have to get over that hump. And so, yeah, I think being single is definitely like that because, you know, like I said, you're enjoying with your girls, you're going out, you're doing your thing. Well, maybe not right now. We're not going out (laughs) before you're going out. And then, you know, then it just hits you and you're like, dang, I want a person. I know. (laughs) So how old were you um, when you and your first husband got married? Um, I was, so we were actually, so we actually met when I was, on my 20th birthday, actually. Okay. So we met on my 20th birthday. Um, we lived in North Carolina. Um, we moved in quite quickly together, say six months. Um, so we lived together in North Carolina. It was about four and a half years and we got engaged. Okay. And then um, we had a seven month engagement. Uh, no, it was almost a year engagement. And then okay. we got married. Um, we were married for two years and um, in those two years. So actually three months out after, excuse me, after our wedding, we moved to LA, um, music producer. Um, so he needed to be out here for work. And then obviously it helped me as well. Cause duh. Um, cause I wanted to do more freelance work. So yeah. And so we got divorced two years after being married. But you said it was really amicable, right? Like you guys got oh, along. Yeah, well. it, was, it, was, it was good. I mean, every relationship has their things, right? Um, but yeah, for us, I think it was, I mean, it still was a sad thing because we had known each other since we were 20. Like we were babies. Yeah. We our whole 20s pretty much. So yeah, it was definitely sad. But at the same time, I think we sat down one day and we were just like, look, I think there's better people for us. Like, honestly, I think, you know, we, we, our chemistry, like, look, he was one of the, he was a great husband. Um, I think we worked good together. We were best friends, but that's it. The chemistry wasn't there. And I think we both kind of knew that. Um, And now he has currently been with his girlfriend, I think for almost three years and they're perfect. So it's almost like, 
it was such a good thing that happened because now he's with somebody that he couldn't be more perfectly fit with. So yeah, so I think that's the good part of all that outcome. I feel like that's so healthy too, because it's like a lot of people I think see marriage as this kind of like end all be all. And I I love that. And I think it's lovely if somebody can like get married and then they're together forever. But I also, especially in my time in like the sex and relationship space and with doing the podcast, like my whole, the way that I think about relationships is completely different now. And I just, I think that they're a lot nuanced and complicated than people like to believe that they are. I think that people a lot of people and a lot of women especially are like you know quote-unquote hopeless romantics and I think for a long Mm -hmm. time I was that way too and I think that I'm still I like to think that I'm romantic and I like to think that I you know (laughs) I'm I, I, I like love and I love being romanticized and all that stuff but I also think that it's also healthy to kind of look at something and be like look we got married we loved each other you know like you just said it's like we we had a great relationship he was a great husband but it didn't work out and we realized that we could be with other people and even really? for you to kind of like reflect and say oh the girl he's with now is actually so perfect is I feel like that's so healthy to be able to kind of be like look we did this and it was lovely while it lasted but like there was an option for us to both be happier and so we kind of made this choice to let ourselves be happier for sure. And I think it, it, you couldn't put it better to me. Um, yeah, I think it's it's all about, I guess, if you want to delve into this a little bit, it's, it's, it's funny to me because I think it's more of a thing that we're told, especially little girls, is when we're little, that like marriage, like you have to get married. Yeah. Like you have to get married. If you don't get married, then the person that you're dating is not really committed to you. Yes. So it becomes this thing that we kind of subconsciously make an obsession that if you're together with somebody, say 10, 13 years, and they haven't proposed to you, then you're like, oh, they must be cheating on me or they're not committed or they don't want to actually be with me or there's yes. something wrong with me. And that's not true. And as, as you just said, as, as well as me, I've changed so much on the view of marriage and relationships. Um, and so especially when people get divorced, we look at it as this big taboo thing. I got married because I lived in North Carolina. And if you know anything about North Carolina, it's it's small town. That's just kind of what you do. Right. And like you said, <laughs> you guys have been together for a really long time. You get married. Um, we both came from religious backgrounds. So it was a very one of those things that just was, you just did it. You just did it. And that kind of made your families happy. And everybody kind of was just like, yeah, you're together, whatever. Yeah. Um, because almost it's almost like people don't take you seriously if you just say, hey, we're committed and we're staying together forever, but we're not going to get married. Right. Um, and so, yeah. So then when we got divorced, obviously our friend, my family, a little bit less than his, freaked out. Really? Um, because I was the first divorcee in our family. Oh, okay. He was the first divorcee in his family. And the way I look at divorce now, um, so look at it like this, and it makes more sense when broken down like this. You wouldn't make a big deal if your friend broke up with her boyfriend. Right. Say they broke up. Well, divorce is literally the same thing. The only difference is I sign a piece of paper saying I'm divorced. That's it. That's it. I think that's what upsets me so much is that people are like, ooh, you've been divorced. You know, that's like taboo. And I'm like, dude, your friend's broken up with her with different boys like seven times. Like, it's the same thing. 
Right, for I sure. Just, and it's funny too because it's like, the, especially the way that you describe um, how your first marriage ended. It's like I feel like I know relationships where people weren't married and they had a much messier breakup. Really? Terrible. Really? They had you know pets involved. Yeah. They had leases involved. It yeah. was just like the most messy thing. And it sounds like they could have just been in a relationship. And it sounds like you. There's a high chance that you've had a much healthier divorce than some people have had a breakup. The only thing is like you said the word there's like a stigma with the word divorce yeah exactly no yeah it um it's true it's true so that's why when people you know I've had of course so many people be like how old are you and I'm like I'm 31 they're like you've already been divorced like that's crazy and I'm like but it's not like people break up with people all day long. It's right. the same, but it's a legal document and it costs way more money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so do you feel like there's and it's it's funny because we're talking about like with divorce and now it's the same thing as a breakup. And 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 I wonder too, so you say you were the first divorcee. If I got married and divorced, let me tell you, I would not be near the first divorcee in my family. Um <laughs> my mom uh, was married four times. My dad okay. was married twice. Um, okay. And pretty much every single uncle and aunt in my life has been divorced at least once. So I, ha- I even have grandparents and step-grandparents. So I have, cool. a, <laughs> I have a lot of divorce in my family. A lot of love, but still a lot of divorce. Right. Um, and so I wonder if because of that, I have always felt very, very just, I guess, apathetic toward marriage. Like I've never been really I stoked on it, but I've never hated it. If I meet someone who gets married young, it's like, I don't think, I think about it like a relationship. It's just, to me, it's almost like you're describing, it's like a piece of paper. And like, if it's, if it's going to help you on your taxes and if it's going to make it easier, if they get sick or if it's going to help with immigration or something, then go for it. But like, I don't, for some reason, I don't put a lot of weight in it. And I wonder if that's because I have so much divorce in my family but I'm just like, yeah, do it if it feels right. And like, if you never want to get married for my sister, for example, her and her boyfriend have been together since they were 16. Um, they are now 40 and they're just boyfriend and girlfriend. See, there you go. Yeah. And they've well, been there since they were 16. It's because, like I said before, when if say, you know, example, your sister, you're together for so long and you just say, hey, we're going to commit to each other. Yeah, sure, you could exchange rings, but we're not going to actually sign anything. <clears throat> it's the same thing as getting married. That doesn't make you less committed to that person. Absolutely. Being in front of a bunch of people saying a bunch of vows that half of the people that do it don't even mean. So, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, to me, your sister's relationship, y'all, they've been together from 16 to 40. Then theirs, to me, makes makes uh is more committed and makes more sense than somebody that gets married and then divorced in two years so it's like i think we need to put more emphasis on loving each other and versus being like oh my god my boyfriend hasn't proposed to me like like, love less or more exactly exactly and it puts a lot of stress on the relationship in the podcast but I used to believe that there was one soulmate for everyone which I feel like growing up especially in like middle school you believe that right you believe you have a soulmate and then you're gonna meet them and you're gonna be together forever and as I got older, I realized how much pressure that put on a relationship because you meet someone and you fall in love and you believe they're your soulmate and then you break up and then you say, oh, I guess he wasn't my soulmate. And then you fall in love again. You say, oh, this one's my soulmate. And it's like, that's a lot of pressure to put on every single relationship. Yep. 
to just like assume that they're like your one person in this entire world of 7 billion people. And I think the same goes for marriage. It's like you date someone and in your mind, if you're thinking, well, in three years, we need to be engaged. And then two years from that, we should be married. And then two years from that, we should start having kids. It just puts so much unnecessary pressure on the relationship. It does. It does. And, and you're so right. It's like, it's weird because like me and my ex, my, me and my first husband, before we got married, I feel like our relationship was so much more chill. Yeah. When we got married, it really did add like an extra 20% of pressure. Right. Unneeded. I feel like especially with how you described your family, they probably were already thinking next steps. Yeah. It's unexplained pressure. His his parents always asked us, when are y'all getting pregnant? When are you getting pregnant? And I was like, when's if I don't want kids? Like, what? (laughs) That's not even, why is that even a conversation, you know? And then you feel... I do feel that like when you're a boyfriend, girlfriend, and you decide not to have babies, it's way more cool than if you're married, then you're like, but what's the reason you don't want to have kids? You're married. Yeah. So, pe- pe- wow. I never thought about that. People definitely correlate those two things, even though yeah. they really, there's nothing. Why? Like, why? Yeah. It's not cool. Like you can be a married couple. Like I met this married couple, I think it was over Christmas who were in their fifties, never wanted kids. They travel the world. I'm like, that's the life I personally want to live. So they did it. They're fine. But yeah, I do. I do think obviously coming from a small town, but also just in general, it's just, you get this pressure. And then when the pressure's made, especially from other people or outside people, um, friends, whatever, it, it, it makes your relationship have issues. Yeah. Absolutely. Whether you wanted them or not. And that's not fair. And it ends up making you kind of resent and not care for the person. Not like you're doing it on purpose, just subconsciously. You're just like, I I can't do this. You kind of freak out a little bit. Absolutely. Do you feel like there was pressure on your second marriage because you had been married previously? No. So my second marriage um, was an immigration thing. Got Um, it. Okay. Yeah. So my second marriage... Was we <clears throat> we met through? Actually, we didn't meet through anybody. I don't know why I just said that. <laughs> we we met on the internet. Um, weirdly enough, funny enough, I I had added him on Instagram. I think a year prior, but he had like a you just thought he was hot. You thought he was hot because classic, his yeah. best friend was a friend of mine, and we had a lot of mutual friends. So he got it. And he's British and tattooed. So I was like, oh, he's cute. Like, Of course. (laughs) And so I saw him and I was like, ooh, cute. So um, he didn't add me back because at the time he had a girlfriend, but they didn't really post each other. So I didn't didn't know he had a girlfriend. Yeah. So I unfriended him because I was like, oh, he ain't going to add me back. So (laughs) later, two years later, I added, or about a year and a half later, I added him back when I was single and he looked like he was single at least. And he added me back and we chit-chatted, <clears throat> figured out we had a ton of mutual friends. And so we talked for about a month and a half. Um, and then he was like, hey, like, I'm actually coming to the United States. Um, he was, you know, he's from Watford, which is right close to London. Okay. And he was like, I'm coming to the United States and we should just hang out. Like, we literally were like, oh, we'll hang out. I don't even think at that point it was like, because we liked each other. I think we were just doing it because of being friends. We were so like, he didn't oh. even live here at the time. No, he didn't wow. live here, but he had been coming. So we, this is, this is where I think we connected a lot because we had weird things that happened. So 
he actually, the first person he met was a friend of his who came to a fest. No, wait a minute. Hold on. He came to a festival here. I think he was in Atlanta or New York. Okay. Or met someone. Um, he came, flew here from England when he was like 16. Met someone. They ended up having friends in North Carolina. What? He went and visited North Carolina, I think like twice. And the friends he knows are friends of mine, one of mine being my cousin. No way. <laughs> yeah. So my cousin is through as a marriage cousin. So it's not like my blood cousin. Okay. It's my uncle married a woman and it's her, it's her first co- or nephew or whatever. Okay. So, but he's still my cousin. He was in a band, a pretty big band called, um, uh, of course now I'm, I'm blanking. <laughs> um, he was in a, a hardcore band. I'm just going to say that. He was in a hardcore band. Um, and yeah, so they became friends. He was friends with all of them. And then let's see, one of them moved to LA and then he started coming out to LA. So he's been coming out to LA for about 15, 16 years now. Wow. Okay. Come out and visit his friends. Like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. You know, because, um, you know, we think, I think sometimes we're like, oh, you live in Europe. Why would you want to come to America? But, you know, people want to come out here. So, yeah. For sure. I feel like I especially meet Europeans who, like, love L.A. So oh, they love L.A. Well, especially from England because it's cold as hell all the time and gloomy. It's, like, sunny and, like, beaches here. So, so yeah. So, he started coming out to L.A. And um, so, obviously, he's now what, 34? She's been coming out here for a hot minute. And he um, would just stay with one of his friends. They were friends with uh, with me as well, which I knew through other mutual friends. So anyways, so we were like, let's just hang out. So he gets here. I pick him up. Then it starts getting flirty. And we realize like, oh, we like each other. (laughs) So we do like each other. And then we, I don't, Girl, I don't even know what happened. I don't know if I had a midlife crisis or, I mean, I do, I did love, I did like him obviously, but I don't know what got me into just being like, yeah, let's get married. Oh, oh my God. Well, so did he like express, he was like, look, like, you know, I really want to live here. Yeah, like, I really, I really love you. And like, I care about you. And we had said that pretty early on. Cause like, you kind of know, you know, I do yeah. believe in that. And we had so much in common. We just got got on so well yeah um, that I was like maybe this is like my person and um he's a Pisces I'm a Cancer so it's like marriaged very well <laughs> <laughs> that was like this is this is great and so yeah and so he had mentioned he was like well I have to go back so he's on a thing um when you're here when you come to the United States like he was he's on a visa esta which okay. means three months here okay so you get three months and then you have to go home for a certain amount of time before you can come back. So he was only here from May to July. So he was like, I have to go back. So you either are coming back with me <laughs> and oh we move to London or you stay here. And I was like, he was a chef at the time. So he was very flexible with his job. Yeah. It still is. Um, and me, I had clients. I was like, I can't move. Yeah, um, you built a whole like you know client base here, right? And I've worked so hard as well as I have a cat. I didn't want to move her. Yeah, to, you know, get all my stuff. So yeah, so girl, we got married. Let's say he landed here April twenty eighth. We got married June twenty second. Wow. Yeah. 
Oh my goodness. That is so insane. Quick, quick. But it's also funny because it's like the way that we're talking about marriage and how you're like, yeah, it's like, it's like just a piece of paper. Like it's not the biggest deal in the world. It's funny because like I have friends before that have had the same thing. They've had like immigration stuff and I'm like, well, I'll marry you. I don't care. It's like, I already love you. And it's like, for something like that, especially if it's going to help someone out that you have like, you have this love for, I can definitely see it being like, okay, fuck it. Like, let's just do it. Totally. And of course, all my friends were like, he could be using you for a visa, be careful. And I'm like, yeah, that's obviously crossed my mind. I think anybody that does with immigration that crosses their mind. Um, I think the reason it took away from me is he's been coming here for so long. If he had just been coming here for like two years, I'd be like, all right, this is sketchy. But I'm like, if he wanted to do it before now, he would have done it. Right. He had 15 years to find like to find somebody else to marry him, like to get that easily, for sure. Easily. And half the time, you know, people do it, obviously it's illegal, but they'll marry their gay best friend or they'll marry, you know, their best girlfriend, whatever, um, if they really want to be here and you can do it. So for sure. That makes total yeah. sense. So do you feel like, and maybe you just like, or like, maybe, I don't know, but do you feel like you'll get married again? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, if, Okay, actually, let's just take it back. I, I whether it's probably not say no because <laughs> okay. you say no, it's like two years later you're like I'm engaged. Um, <laughs> like we were saying before, we, as soon as you're like in the mindset of never doing something again, that's the thing that pops up. Always. Um, I wouldn't say no, um, but I'm definitely. I probably would want to be with the person for a really long time. Right, for sure. I definitely, before I signed that. And and honestly, I think I've kind of manif- manifested this and, you know, thought about it in my life. I'm like, the person that I'm supposed to be with, I think will also respect that I've been married twice. A hundred percent. Will probably be like, hey, like, we can either go slow with this or like, I'm okay not. Like, I'm a fine wearing a ring. He can wear a ring so that people know, like, we're together totally fine with that but like it's more of like knowing how much it costs all the trouble like it can get nasty with divorce so it's like I just don't know if I want to deal with that in case it happens because you don't know like we said before you're not promised you're with this person forever yeah ever ever you know and I think that's that's another thing that we obsess on I think you did a podcast not that long ago that Somebody was talking about how you shouldn't put the emphasis even on being best friends with somebody. The, when you say the word best friend, you automatically give this like pressure to it. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I'd rather not have the pressure to it and just like be happy with my person. A hundred percent. And, and I feel like the good thing about dating in such a big city and especially a place like LA is I feel like most people are like there. And I talk about this a lot too on the podcast. It's like, there are so little rules in relationships now. And especially in a big city, it's like, we don't have to kind of like subscribe to these old world ways of dating and relationships. And it's not like if you were maybe still in North Carolina or something where you'd be totally. like, Oh, like you'd meet someone and they'd be really, really bummed that you like totally. don't want to get married after a few years versus here. I feel like it's probably easier to meet people who are like, yeah, like as long as we're together, I'm happy. I think now I've adopted <clears throat> the very European mentality. Um, I have a few friends that are European and I mean, they're older and they haven't ever gotten married. They have kids. Yeah. And they don't believe in marriage. And now I understand. And you would think people, especially living in France or Italy, they're all about love. 
And if they're not getting married, then I'm like, what are we doing wrong? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we're all about being, you know, in love and love is everything. I think they realize that it's an unnecessary pressure and that you should just love each other and that they're not naive to knowing that like you could be with someone for that time in that time of your life. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's the person you're going to die with. A hundred percent. And I, I, I think that's so beautiful. Like I think that that makes relationships you do have, whether they last 10 years or 10 months, so much more like loving and, and there's just like this less pressure on it. And it, it just lets you really enjoy the person for exactly who they are. And in that moment versus constantly thinking of the future. It does. It does. And I think this is something that I've dealt with um, and been guilty of is like, you know, we also have social media. And if your boyfriend or husband or whoever doesn't post you or doesn't, you know, say that they love you 24 seven to everyone, do they really love you? That's another pressure. And so it goes hand in hand with the marriage. Like, you know, if you're not posting that you've been engaged or you're not, you know, whatever, like, are you really in love? Like, you know what I mean? So I think we've put so much pressure and now that you're able for the world to see it, you know, back then you didn't have computers, you didn't have Instagram. So you didn't, no one had to know, like you were just happy and in love. And I'm going to say that because I, I am guilty of the same thing. I've definitely had times with like my boyfriend now and people I've dated in the past where it's like when I don't get posted, I'm like, oh, like what are they hiding? Or like, oh, 100%. You like subscribe your worth and your worth in that relationship to the amount of times that you get posted on social media, which is so incredibly unhealthy, but it's so funny that we all do that. We all do it. You know, I think it also is, is because, and, and not in a bad way, but because there's so many like, um, discussion about cheating and stuff or being unfaithful. And it's, uh, always about like, well, if he isn't posting you, then he's hiding you and da da da. It yeah. gets brained into your brain that that's how it is. Versus like, that's not, that might be for some relationships. That's not for every relationship. So you put that pressure on every boyfriend or relationship or girlfriend that you're with. And then you're like, why am I doing this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So do you feel like when you have dated that there's like a stigma that comes with maybe not even that you've been divorced, but that you've been married? Like, do you find that men immediately think that you like want to get married again or that you're like a serial monogamist because of that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely people, I mean, I would say 90% of the time judge me um, as soon as they go, you've been divorced or, you know, you've been married twice um, and I've gone through a full divorce. Yeah. They definitely are like, Oh, interesting. And two, I really explain the story, um, yeah. which is hard because, you know, sometimes I don't want to have to explain the story, but of course. again, it's it's not going to ever be easy for me until the rest of the world gets on that kind of same page. Um, it, you know, people are always going to assume that like, if you've been married twice, like, is there something wrong with you? <laughs> It's so funny too, because I I always make the joke that like men are so confident, like, you know, society has made men so much more confident than women naturally. And it's like, it's funny that every man would assume that like, because you've been married twice that like, you'd want to marry them. And it's like, no offense, but like, who the fuck are you? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) it's true. It really is true. It's like, they automatically are like, oh my God, she just marries to marry. And I'm like, exactly. no, absolutely not. Like, you know, like my first one, I was young. My second one, 
we would have never gotten married if we weren't trying to get a visa. Like right. there was no other way around it. Like we would have just dated. I 100% know we wouldn't have gotten married. Um, so yeah, so I definitely, yeah, it automatically, I was actually was talking with just like a guy friend and he was like, oh, I didn't know you've been married twice. And I was like, yeah. And even on his face, it was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, again, which is like so funny. I, my my roommate right now is in like the dating scene a little bit. You know, she's she's being safe right. and all that, but she's on dating apps and stuff. And the amount of guys that are, that like before she has ever done anything, they're like, just want to let you know, like, you know, I, I just don't want to like low, you know, I want to make sure your expectations or like, I just, you know, I don't, I want to make sure. And it's like, Every time we laugh, because it's like, who does this guy, like, think he, like, in what, when did you ever, like, tell this guy that you wanted to date? It's just the craziest like, thing. Why they almost, it's almost like they think women are just, like, hungry to, like, be in a relationship. I want to be with you. And I'm like, you do know that the girls could just want to hook up. Like, we can do the same thing you want to do. Like, we exactly. might hook up and have something really chill, like doesn't mean we want to be in like some long-term relationship with you. <laughs> and, and and like what you said earlier too, that you you don't even know if you want to ever get married again. So it's right. like you're on the opposite spectrum. It's like, it's like, no, I've been married twice. So like, I don't want that versus like somebody who yeah, hasn't ever been married. Like they might be more the kind of person you have to look out for. Like they're itching for it. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's a, uh, that's a thing that I definitely run into quite a bit is people just assuming that, I get married because I'm obsessed with marriage and that's not the case whatsoever. <laughs> for sure. And I think that that's kind of like important too for this episode. It's just like, like you said, like sometimes you get married because you're from a small town and sometimes you get married right. because it's like certain things that just happen in your life. And it really shouldn't be any different than like you meet someone like, yeah, I've been in like three, three year relationships. Yeah. Like that's, it's it's the same no thing. Way. And I think people also should, should focus on loving their partner. I think we, I would love to get rid of the, the whole stigma that, you know, as little girls that we're so obsessed with getting married. I do know when I have a little girl or a boy, whoever child I have, if I have one one day, that I'm definitely going to make sure that they know that they don't need to get married. <laughs> that oh you know, if they fall in love with somebody, great. If they get married, great. Some people are married and super happy and I'm so stoked for them, but you don't have to. Exactly. Um, and I think that that's about, especially as women. And like you said, if you have a little girl, it's like retraining like the feminine brain yeah. to not look at every relationship as, as something that you need to just put pressure on and like consistently looking at the future and instead of just like living. And this is something that I've had to learn so hard. And I think that I'm kind um, of just learning now, but it's like learning to live in the moment of a relationship versus yes. the future of a relationship. Yes. Because we automatically girl or guy, I've seen guys even do it. Yeah. You think of the future. You're like, wait a minute, when are we going to like, I want a house one day. I want this one day. And it's like, you're not even guaranteed you're going to live tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> Why are you planning your future home? Like, yeah, it's cute to go around and look at stuff or think about one day I want to have kids. Like, it's it's a cute idea. You can talk with your spouse or whatever, your partner, but you don't need to obsess on it or plan for it because you're not guaranteed anything. So just enjoy today because you might not even have that. So. 100%. And I think that's a beautiful place to wrap up. Thank you so much for being on. This was such a good episode. I enjoyed it. Uh, I will link your socials in the description of the podcast, but I hope everybody out there listening enjoyed it and I will talk to you later. Thank you again, Morgan. Bye. Thank you, love.